my boyfriend supports slavery, and I'm black. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I'm biracial, half black, half white, and my boyfriend is white. We were discussing slavery and he said that I have no right to criticize slavery because I look racially ambiguous slash white passing. He said that I shouldn't complain because I would have lived a good life in that era as a mistress of a slave owner. I called him an ignorant idiot and now he's so offended that he won't speak to me. We've been in a relationship for four years and live together. For both of us, it's the first serious relationship and although it hasn't always been easy, we never had any significant problems. We're on the same page on most topics, racism, politics, finances, etc. Or so I thought at least. Now, with all these issues going on, we've been talking about race a bit more than usual. For the record, I'm biracial, but I have what most consider Eurocentric features, so a lot of times people can't really tell where I'm from. Fast forward to a few days ago. We were watching 12 Years a Slave and I made some comments about how horrible slavery was. That's when he dropped the bomb that I actually shouldn't criticize slavery at all since I look white enough and that I would have benefited from the system. Honestly, it felt like he wanted to say that for a long time. I asked him what the heck he meant by that and he said me complaining belittles the experience of black people. I told him that I wouldn't have benefited from slavery at all since I'm literally half black despite my looks. He said that even if I didn't directly benefit, I would have lived a comfortable life in that era. I asked how and he said slave owners kept mixed women as mistresses so I would have spent most of my time being treated well and quote, popping out white babies. He made it sound like it was a complete luxury. At this point, I was so appalled that I called him an ignorant idiot and we started arguing. He said that I'm just an exotic looking white girl who's trying to feel oppressed and that I'm just as privileged as him. I told him that he really has no idea what he's talking about and then he started ignoring me. We haven't spoken for a few days, although he tried to initiate sex a few times and seems to be warming up to me again. And I really don't know what to do. He's never said something so ridiculous. I'm just so angry at his stupid comments and immaturity. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you that ignorance is definitely the word of the day on this one. No matter what race you are, surely you should be able to acknowledge that what went on back then was absolutely horrific, especially after just having watched 12 Years a Slave. And she says it felt like something he'd been wanting to say for a while, which doesn't feel like a good sign. I get that for the most part, you guys haven't had that many issues in your relationship, but this is a big red flag. For me, I look at this as if this is your level of ignorance on this serious of a topic, what else is going to come up? My stepsister married my ex-fiance and my family thinks I should just get over it. I changed some minor details for the sake of remaining anonymous. Also, sorry this is so long, once I started writing I found it cathartic and couldn't stop word vomiting all over the post. When I was 23, now 28, I was engaged to Ryan, was 32, now 37. Our engagement ended when my stepsister Kelly, was 24, now 29, begged me to leave him because they loved each other. But Ryan was too afraid to break up with me because he didn't want it to hurt me slash my family. When I confronted Ryan about it, he denied it and said she'd been trying to to come on to him for some time and he never mentioned it because he didn't want to ruin our relationship. He begged me not to believe her and so we continued how we were. Kelly grew resentful and made nasty comments about how I was forcing a man who didn't even love me to marry me because I had low self-esteem constantly. A month later she sent me a video of them having sex in my bed and multiple screenshots of him telling her he loved her. How he wished she was the girl he was marrying. How he hated that I wouldn't let them be together. I was devastated and angry but my best friend convinced 
convinced me not to go nuclear on them and instead to quietly move out when Ryan was at work the next week. So that's what I did. I contacted my dad and my stepmom and asked them if I could move in temporarily. I removed the money I had contributed into our joint account for wedding expenses and transferred the rest to him before closing the account. Once I got settled in, I sent all the screenshots she sent me to all of our relatives and his. Ryan tried to get back together with me multiple times, but I ended up blocking him when I found out he had proposed to her with the same ring he gave me. I'd left it behind. Now, Kelly is my stepsister from my mom's side. I have another stepsister, 36, and stepbrother, 38, from my mom's second marriage, and a half-sister, 26. They all went to the wedding. Whenever I tried to express, I was hurt by the fact that they were just supporting Kelly and Ryan as though what they did to me meant nothing. They would shrug it off and say they couldn't cut them out completely because they were family. I haven't spent a single holiday with my mom's side since. Neither has my older biological brother or sister. I only see my mom and half-sister when I invite them over to my place, as Kelly and Ryan moved in with my mom and my stepdad a year after they got married. Our relationship is very rocky, but I've grown closer to my dad and stepmom and their children, an older stepbrother and two younger half-siblings, who have all been very supportive since this all happened, so it's not been all bad. On New Year's Day, my boyfriend, now husband, proposed to me. We had a small engagement party, which I invited my mom and half-sister to. They never turned up because I was, quote, excluding half of our family. I never invited my stepdad or step-siblings because they were pretty hurtful when it came out that Kelly and Ryan were sleeping together. They claimed it wasn't their fault I got in the way of true love and made me out to be some sort of vindictive Disney villain for being angry with them. We were planning on having our wedding ceremony this summer, but in late February, my husband suggested we postpone until next year because he was concerned COVID would get worse and we would have to cancel slash reschedule anyway. I ended up finding out I was pregnant a month before our original wedding date. So we had a courthouse wedding on that date with the plan to hold the ceremony next year. Only my dad's side of the family were aware of both the pregnancy and the wedding. My stepmom likes to knit, so she's been making some stuff for the baby. Recently, she posted about the things she had made on Facebook with a caption talking about how excited she was to have another grandchild soon. I was tagged in the post. I have zero issues with the post. I never told my family I wasn't going to inform my mom's side. It wasn't that I intentionally hid it from her. She just never seemed very interested in my life or relationship, so I never brought it up. My mom called me an hour later to demand to know if I was pregnant and how she couldn't believe I hadn't told her she was finally going to be a grandmother. She has since invited me and my husband over to her house multiple times. I've declined every single time for the obvious reason. My stepdad, who I've barely spoken to in five years, has reached out to tell me how excited he is to meet the baby and my husband. Same with my siblings. Even Kelly reached out to my husband to congratulate us. I was furious. The next time my mom and stepdad called me, I finally laid into them. I told them I didn't want them to keep inviting me over when they knew I would be forced to see Kelly and Ryan if I came. I told them how hurt and angry I still am over what they did to me and how my family dismissed my feelings. I told them how they wouldn't throw Kelly and Ryan away, but they were so quick to leave me out to rot whilst I was going through the worst betrayal I'd ever experienced in my life. I told them I wasn't even sure I wanted people like them in my child's life. My mom was crying hysterically and kept saying I was being cruel and I couldn't deprive her of her first grandchild. The thing is, my baby isn't her first grandchild. My sister has two adopted daughters already who my mom doesn't even try to bond with. She kept wailing about how 
I might be the only person in our family to even give her grandchildren. My stepsisters are both having a hard time getting slash staying pregnant, and my half-sister has proclaimed herself to be child-free. My stepdad got angry and defensive. He claimed I was petty for holding on to something that happened five years ago. He pointed out how I had found someone else so I should understand how love works, and sometimes two people just can't help themselves. You love who you love, basically. He said Kelly and Ryan were happy together, so I should be happy for them the way they're happy for me and my husband. The ironic thing is, my sister told me Kelly and Ryan looked like they were on the verge of divorce, and they argue constantly. My mom complains to her about them, and how my siblings all hate him but pretend they like him for Kelly's sake. I ended up hanging up because I was so angry, and when I get angry, I start crying. I didn't want them to think they got to me. Since, I've been receiving texts and non-stop calls from my mom's family. They're all essentially telling me I should be over things already. It's gotten to the point me and my husband have switched phones so he can screen my messages for me and I don't have to read them. How do I make my family understand just how unforgivable what Kelly and Ryan have done to me is? I'd prefer not to go completely no contact, but is that my only option here? No, I completely get where you're coming from with this one. As you said, this was a massive betrayal, not only from your fiance, but also from your half-sister. This is the kind of thing that you're going to be reminded of every time you look at them. Whether you have feelings for him still or not, you're taken back to that time and all those feelings drudge up again. And wanting to avoid that kind of toxic feeling is completely understandable. It would be bad enough to just find out that they had been sleeping together. But for her to record it and send videos and screenshots and all these things, the stepsister was very clearly trying to hurt the original poster. Why would you want someone that toxic in your life? And when it comes to family having to support someone, why would that be the direction that they would choose? This whole thing is very unfortunate, and I'm very sorry for the original poster who had to go through all this. Personally, if all they're bringing is negative energy into your life, then yes, cut them out. It is the best option. You've managed to move forward and find someone else that you love and gotten married. Move forward with your new life and just be happy. That one time I accidentally worked for the Russian Mafia. I'm a professional baker and have worked for various companies developing recipes and the like. I found a job at a local grocery store, working super early mornings on their pastries for the day. There were usually a few other people there, one of whom was a mixer. Mixers follow a spec sheet with the weights of all the ingredients that they need to batch mix. It's kind of mindless work and doesn't require much thought. He was a young guy, fresh out of his teens. We became fast co-worker friends and enjoyed chatting it up about baking, and I'd help him put our supply order away. Good times. One day, a woman with a thick Russian accent came in and handed us business cards. She told us whatever we're getting paid, her company would double it if we came to work for them. I scheduled an interview thinking this would be a great opportunity for me. It was a, quote, new grocery store concept, like a glitzy, glammy, European-style Costco, whatever that means. When I went in for the interview, the place was literally still under construction. I met their lead baker and we hit it off right away. He warned me that the big boss had, quote, interesting tastes, and we need to work with that. No biggie. More money? Let's go. They hired us both, and over the next several months, it was a really interesting and fun experience. The big boss, a thick, burly Russian man, to the point and perpetually angry, wanted this place to be like Costco, mass production of quality pastries. They were bringing in crazy amounts of new equipment, including folders, shapers, and injectors that were easily worth millions. We didn't have much equipment to start, and we were doing a lot of mixing in trash cans. Remember my mixer buddy? He was working on the bread dough using spec sheets provided by our lead baker. 
baker. Over time, they were bringing on more staff, and it was a lot of fun developing new recipes, experimenting with ratios, and figuring out how to get over constraints for the types of products that the boss wanted. Did I mention he was a jerk? Oh yeah. When he was reviewing some cheesecake I'd made, he said, Good job, sweetie. I came back with, Miss, ma'am, or my name is fine. He scowled at me, and from that point on, he treated me like garbage. We brought other women on staff. I watched him hit on them. Some of the others were cool with being sexually harassed, I guess. This place was paying top dollar and had to get in good with the big boss, right? So, the stage is set here. Boss quickly turned his business into a game of Survivor. He'd fire people on the spot for whatever reason. One day, one of the people he sacked was our lead baker. It came as a surprise since he was developing all the recipes we'd been using. I inherited a lot of his notes and his development work was divided between me and the mixer. So, this whole time, Mixer was kissing Big Boss's butt pretty hard. He saw an open position with the lead baker gone and quickly became invested in the idea of him running the bakery show and making some serious money. At the same time, my relationship with Big Boss was quickly declining. For an example, I had him sample some cinnamon rolls I had made and he came back with, I hate these, they're terrible. What do you not like? We can change anything about them. The dough, the filling, the icing. I don't know, I just don't like them. On a hunch, I gave some cinnamon rolls from the same batch to another lady there he had eyes for and asked her if she'd present them to him as her own. She offered him the same product I had given him minutes before and he loved it. Uh-huh. Anyway, I noticed that my notes were out of place one day and a coworker informed me my mixer buddy was stealing my work and presenting it as his own. He was also approaching me and asking a lot of baking questions, which was fine, but I knew that his knowledge of industrial ratio baking was mediocre at best. He was a mixer. Following a recipe is all he knew how to do. Knowing this, I made a decoy copy of my notes. But this time, I put really, really awful recipes with huge amounts of salt or yeast. Anyone who knew how to build a recipe could probably look at it and go, whoa, that's a lot. Not Mixer Buddy. My original plan was to leave this in an obvious spot as bait and let him steal the awful recipes. But Big Boss had other plans. We sat down for a pre-launch meeting and he informed me that I wasn't going to be working in the bakery anymore and being relegated to store setup. Mixer was going to be taking over as the lead baker. Guess all that butt kissing really paid off and I was going to be giving him all my notes so far. No problem, boss. A day later was when the fun really began. Mixer mixed up a huge batch of super salty cake batter and I heard Big Boss screaming at him about way too much salt. That's not even where the fun begins. As we were setting up an industrial quantity baking equipment, we had to test the larger quantity mixing machines and did a test run for some bread dough with my decoy recipe that had triple the yeast and sugar. As it didn't come out right, Mixer had to throw it away. His choice? The dumpster out back in the dead heat of summer. Hundreds of pounds of dough. The fun thing about massive amounts of bread dough is that it doesn't magically stop rising if you throw it away, especially in a hot dumpster. A few hours later, I spine out back to see Mixer Buddy shoveling this massive blob of dough into trash bags that had exploded from the dumpster like an uncovered blender spewing out a yeast-laden smoothie. Sweet revenge. Now, about the mafia thing. This store was really strange. They had been ordering doubles of all the crazy industrial baking equipment and storing them in the back. We had nowhere to put any of this. I also looked up the company they were subcontracted under and it was to a dead address in Russia. Big Boss also had armed security guards everywhere. This was a grocery store, mind you. I had a feeling that this company was more of a front for laundering a bunch of money. I eventually was fired by Big Boss, which was great because I'd been job hunting, full well knowing this business was a sinking ship. I had a new job lined up already. 
They had their grand opening, did business for three months, then closed. R.I.P. Mixer. Okay, so the whole mafia thing really seems like more of a side note and kind of an assumption. Not necessarily saying it's a wrong assumption by the sound of it, but let's focus more on what we do know. This is what happens when people in management don't know what they're doing. For one, not knowing as the boss, you shouldn't be that friendly with your lady employees. Good on the poster for standing up for herself, though. Unfortunately, it seemed to have worked against her, however, because that was when things started to go downhill. Obviously, she didn't do anything wrong, it's just the way that that the boss decided to treat her afterwards. Instead of recognizing that this was a hardworking employee who actually had some dignity and was worth his respect, we chose to go with the young kid who liked to kiss ass, who also had no experience. And you see these kinds of decisions being made in management across all kinds of industries. And it can be really frustrating, but sounds like everything worked out okay. You got out of there. You got something good going on. Mixer Guy did not get to end up as lead baker as he wanted, and I'm sure he did not get a glow review from his performance. A friendly reminder to always take off your name tag before shopping. So to preface, this happened a few months ago. My work requires me to wear a white collared shirt with the company logo stitched on along with a name tag. I just finished a 14 hour shift and I needed to get some groceries before getting home. Still wearing my uniform, name tag and all. I'm walking to the dairy section when I hear an old lady behind me. Excuse me, young man. Could you tell me where the flower is? She must have been at least 80 and I happened to know where the flower was so I decided to help her. Here you go, ma'am. That's when another customer starts snapping and saying, hey, to get my attention. She will be annoying lady. Annoying lady. Get some butter for me while you're at it. I'm in a hurry. Me. Please ask someone else. I don't. Annoying lady. I don't have time for this. Just get it for me. Me. I don't work here. Ask someone else. Annoying lady. Clearly you do. You're wearing the uniform and you help that woman over there. So stop being rude. At this point, I realize I won't be able to convince her that I don't work here, so I start walking away. Annoying lady is having none of that and starts snapping again while yelling, Hey, I'm not done with you. I need to see your manager. I continue walking, pretending to not hear her. I'm almost at the registers when she puts her hand on my shoulder to stop me. Are you deaf? I'm talking to you. That's when I get lucky because the manager of the store happens to be by the registers. So he gets over to us and asks, Is there something wrong here? Annoying lady. This idiot refuses to help me. Me. I tried telling her that I don't work here. Manager. Ma'am, he doesn't work here. Annoying lady. Then why is he wearing the uniform? You're just trying to get him off the hook. Manager. Look at the logos. They're not the same. That's when she goes silent. She just looks for a second at our shirts and then she walks off. The manager says sorry to me and walks off towards annoying lady. The sweet old lady overheard all of this and came over to me and said, I'm so sorry, I thought you worked here. All right, so for this one, we have a lady who's clearly a little entitled. She needed help with something. She thought the guy worked there and he didn't. If she had to stop for two seconds to listen to what the man had to say, this whole thing could have been avoided. But she chose to continue to act entitled instead and was massively embarrassed as a result. I've definitely been in this situation where I'm in another store and I have a name tag on and people think I work there, but never has it escalated to this point. I just say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't work here. I don't know how to help you. And they go find someone who does. Again, take a second to listen. My co-workers peeved at me because I don't want to go out with her son. 
I, 20-year-old female, just started working at a new job a few weeks ago. Everything has been smooth sailing with my co-workers. All fun, cool people. Until yesterday. For a little context before I get into it, my assistant manager, Sherry, 45 female, has a son, Travis, 19 male. When I first started working and met her, the topic of relationships came up and she asked if I was single. I told her yes, I got out of a long-term relationship this past July, and I'm thinking about jumping back into the dating pool. She told me her son was around my age and that we would probably like each other and asked if I'd be interested. I told her to let me think about it and I'd get back to her. That was about six weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I decided that going on a couple first dates or outings with new people couldn't be too bad of an idea. So I told Sherry to let Travis know I was interested if he wanted to meet for coffee or something and test the waters, but that I probably wouldn't be free until just after the new year because I'm busy with work and personal and family stuff. She said that sounded fine and then yesterday happened. Sherry was talking in the back room with two of my other co-workers who are also moms about their kids. At some point, they were making jokes about spoiling their kids, and Sherry said Travis doesn't even make himself a sandwich, just goes into the kitchen and sits there and pouts because he knows mama will come do it for him. I rarely use this term, but I felt absolutely icked out by that. I asked her if she was being serious, and she laughed and said yes, he's just a mama's boy. As we were leaving later, I pulled her aside and told her that I wasn't interested in going out with her son anymore. After, she pressed me about why several times. I admitted that the sandwich thing turned me off, and that I would never go out with a man who seemed so dependent or unwilling to do things for himself. Sherry got upset and told me I'm not a mom and don't know what I'm talking about, and that surely I expect my parents to still do things for me, and stormed off. I'm getting off my break here in a minute, but she hasn't spoken to me all day, and I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong here. Was I the jerk? Okay, I feel like this one definitely has a little bit of a gray area. I'm gonna start off and say, no, I don't think you're a jerk. You heard something you didn't like and chose to cut things off before it had even started, which is a good way to go about it. That being said, it's hard to tell from the context of this post, but mom might have just been playing around, telling jokes to her work friends, and might have been exaggerating more than what he's actually like. And a lot of moms are proud of their mama's boys and want to brag about how much they look after them. And that might have been what was happening here. But no, obviously you don't want someone who's going to be completely dependent on someone else whenever they have anything that they need. Because once mom's not around anymore, guess what? You're now that person. And as soon as you have a red flag like that and are starting to feel these feelings, I understand wanting to end it. Allowing it to potentially grow into something and become more of an issue if having to end it later could have just ended up causing more strife with your coworker. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.